Hello and welcome to our latest in a series of videos and webinars for funding options for ambitious tech businesses. I'm Daniel Hayhurst, the Senior Associate specialising in corporate and investment transactions at Bradness and a member of the firm's dedicated tech funding team. And today I'm joined by Will Clark from Mercia. Welcome, Will. Hi, yeah, good morning. Good to be with you, Daniel. Well, Mercy is obviously a, a well-known uh, provider of funding for SME businesses uh, in the region, but perhaps you could start by just outlining uh, a little bit about how you work with businesses looking to um, meet their funding needs. Yeah, sure. So, uh, so I guess probably similar to lots of people that you sort of talk to, uh, we like to build relationships with people sort of early doors. So, you know, there's nothing, nothing better than sort of building a relationship, starting a relationship uh, sort of ahead of when somebody needs, uh, needs investment and, and actually sort of understanding sort of the challenges that those entrepreneurs are facing uh, is, is one thing. So that, that helps us. And I think the other thing, of course, is that that helps um, them to get to know us. You know, and they might sort of uh, call and sort of say, we've got a bit of an issue with this. Have you come across it before? Is there anybody that you can introduce us to, be it a professional advisor or, you know, a non-exec or, or maybe, you know, help in terms of trying to uh, get across the pond to America if that's if that's what they're looking to do? Yeah. So we often talk with clients about um, venture capitalists being more than money, maybe uh, smart money. Uh, and sort of that certainly resonates with uh, who we seek to advise clients to work with uh, with a funder that brings a bit of added value to, to the table. Yeah, so, no, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, there is there is uh, it's, a, it's a horrible expression, but there's a wall of money out there, apparently. <laughs> Um, so again, you know, it's not it's not just money that you are uh, sort of looking to sort of invest. You know, these are long term sort of partnerships, and mm. you've got to fundamentally be able to get on with uh, you know with with your partner. It doesn't mean to say you agree all the time, but you've got to find a way of making some good decisions. Um, and at the end of it, you know, re respecting each other's position. Yes, of course. So you obviously work with a, a large number of SMEs. Uh, uh, across the region. Um, how have you found the investment climate in these uh, less than usual times? Yeah, it's been it's been a, a very long sort of six months, hasn't it? Um, I think I think sort of when we you know when we initially went into lockdown, probably like a lot of people, there was there was huge focus on the existing portfolio. Mm. Um, so you know, I was I was really. Um, I don't know why I was surprised, but I was very pleasantly surprised in terms of the robustness and the way in which management teams actually knuckled down and just got on with things themselves. Yeah. But you know, there were there were sort of situations where maybe they were uh, maybe sort of lacking a little bit of sort of you know financial uh, sort of input in in terms of sort of individuals who could come in and help them with the scenario planning. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think I think the the schemes that the government have put in place in terms of bounce back, C bills, future fund, you know, job job, uh, you know, the the the, the um, you know, all the various sort of employment schemes, you know, they've been very easy to access, and 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 you know, generally speaking, people have have just got on and done that. So so you know, we dived into sort of the portfolio sort of early doors. Talking to the you know various sort of entrepreneurs in terms of the sorts of support that they were looking for, um, I guess it was a combination of formal and informal. Um, and sort of informal might be very short sort of webinars that uh, that we were, that were keen to, to to go on. And we we sort of had a had a variety of 
uh, of the topics that we we're talking about. But uh, one that probably resonated with me, which I think people found um, very useful, was you know early on people were sat at home uh, mm -hmm. and you know with time time on their hands and sort of thinking right you know what 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 do I do? And it was a very good opportunity to actually reach out to other stakeholders that you might not have spoken to, you know, for quite some time. Um, you know, big customers to talk about what's their broader strategy, uh, competitors in terms of, you know, how are they sort of finding things. Uh, and and this, this guy was, was, was basically one of our non-execs was basically suggesting that actually it could be a very good period for building your market intelligence. Uh, that, that I thought was just a really sort of, uh, sort of smart thing, you know, for people to be doing with, with sort of part of that time. So as I say, a combination of sort of formal in terms of right, what can we do to sort of to help with making, you know, making decisions, and and then sort of more informal in terms of ideas and sort of broadening, um, you know, the agenda. Uh, and again, you know, starting to think about what what's it look like when we come out of this. Yeah. So uh, so they were the they were the sort of the first the first things, I guess. Um, I guess what we have, you know, noticed is that, you know, some of the deals that were ongoing, maybe where there were sort of syndicates coming into a deal for the first time, or maybe where sort of businesses were considering an exit, um, you know, the, the exit discussions have actually continued, but that's maybe more a feature of US buyers, you know, potentially looking and sort of saying, you know, UK is increasingly good value, uh, but certainly for the sort of syndicate of investors, um, you know, they, they receded both high net worths, uh, syndicates and, and other, you know, institutions. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we are starting to see that sort of coming back. Um, but that's why it was really, really useful having things like the Future Fund say we've not been able to pull together, you know, that syndication. Therefore, yeah. you know, we will continue to fund the portfolio and actually brings the Future Fund in alongside. So, uh, so I think there have been some really, really good initiatives. Um, you know, whether whether, you know, the funding will be sufficient to see things through to, you know, new normal, who, who knows? But um, but no, that that's that's basically what we've uh, what we've observed over the course of the last six months. I think, you know, the other the other thing is that in terms of, you know, new sort of potentials of inquiries coming to us, uh, I think probably gone are the days of, sort of traveling halfway across the country for an initial meeting. Um, yeah. But you know, it's far more acceptable now to, to, you know, as we're doing today, to jump on a sort of a video call and have that sort of in, initial sort of interaction uh, to understand what the investee is potentially looking for, for them to understand what we can offer and start to build the relationship that way. We've yet yeah. to complete one that's uh, start to finish is a is mm -hmm. a sort of a, a remote a sort of a, a virtual sort of investment. There's always been some point at which we have actually. Um, you know, sat down and sort of have met them in a room, but um, yeah, uh, but that that I'm sure will happen. Great, that, that's all really interesting. It's uh, and that sort of portfolio first uh, approach at the start of lockdown is, I think, uh, something that we saw across the funding uh, market. And do you think that, um, touching on slightly there, do you think that the market is now perhaps uh, opening up to looking at new uh, new investments and new opportunities? I, th I think, uh, you know, yes, uh, you know, the, the, this is this is different to other sort of shocks we've had to the system before mm -hmm. in that, you know, money is still available. 
Uh, I think it's very interesting looking at how the public markets and private markets are lagging those sort of indices uh, and, and which sort of sectors are moving. But um, I think inevitably for the really, really good opportunities, there'll be, uh, there'll be big demand uh, and, and that will probably drive, you know, pricing higher or, or maybe back to, you know, pre, pre-lockdown levels, you know, pretty swiftly. Mm. Um, I think for those that were maybe, you know, dubious in terms of do they really have, you know, an addressable market and a product that somebody will fundamentally want to buy, uh, I think they might be uh, they might be more challenging, but certainly for the really good uh, sort of teams with really really you know smart teams with really good ideas, uh, I, I think they they you know they should be able to find funding partners pretty easily. Yeah, and for those ambitious businesses looking for funding, what do you think is the uh, the biggest challenge in the current climate? Mm. I think that's that's a that's a really sort of interesting question in that you know what are we seeing that's maybe a sort of a temporary shift mm-hmm. and what's maybe more of a sort of a permanent sort of move so so i guess you know the, the immediate challenges i think you know lots of tech businesses can get the tech to work in terms mm-hmm. of having people you know working remotely doing product development remotely sort of onboarding customers etc uh i think the the, the key challenge is how do you kind of maintain that sort of cohesive sort of team team spirit i think you know that that's something that's sort of affecting so lots of businesses where there is an element of uh, you know home working and remote working so so i think that's probably the most immediate challenge you know we're, we're seeing a lot more sort of inquiries in terms of you know well-being apps and you know mm-hmm. they they will definitely sort of have have their place but i think sort of maintaining maintaining that core team uh, and ensuring there are times when people can come together to, to make sure that creativity is, is properly enhanced, I think is is the key issue. I think one of the sort of byproduct of all of this is that, um, you know, in, in terms of mobility of workforce, you know, there are there are areas of the country, you know, and and, and we've seen this across the globe, haven't we, where you know labour markets are cheaper, and I think certainly for sort of businesses in the regions, you know, what we're seeing at the moment is. Um, you know, maybe some businesses down in the southeast that are sort of saying, well, actually, I can go and fish in Liverpool. I can go and fish in Leeds to find the very best developers uh, because I'll be able to, you know, get those at a fraction of, uh, of, of the cost down in London. So, so I think, you know, staff retention for those existing sort of venture-backed businesses sort of in the regions is uh, is an increasing challenge. Um, you know, one or two sort of requests that have been made at board meetings recently to, you know, significantly sort of increase sort of wages i think that's uh, that 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 will be a feature but trying to keep mm-hmm. those cohesive um you know creative teams together i think it's the biggest challenge okay and uh, in terms of uh, people starting the funding journey what would be your top tips to founders to to stand out in what can sometimes be a, a crowded investment market yeah so i think I think fundamentally, Daniel. I think the, you know it, it's it's the same as it ever was. There's a song there somewhere, isn't there? <laughs> um, but uh, but I think you know having having people who are passionate about their business uh, is 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 number one. Um, you know, we always say, don't we? Know know your know your numbers inside out. Um, you know, be able to to describe your your market uh, clearly. Um, but but just being able to you know not every uh, sort of funder you know has the same level of sort of technical sort of expertise 
So yeah. being able to describe very succinctly, you know, in words that people can understand, you know, exactly what the problem is you're trying to solve and how your how your product or service does that, uh, I think is I think is critical. Um, I think you know we're we're on you know we're on a webinar sort of today. You know we're, we're sort of seeing each other. I think you know when you're in a room together, getting that sort of passion is much is much easier. You know because yeah. you've generally got a team in front of you and, and they're bouncing off each other. So I guess my my top tip would be you know just just practicing how that how that passion kind of comes across. Uh, you know remotely. Uh, I think that's uh, but I think the fundamentals are absolutely the same. Yeah, I think yeah, that's a really good tip. And we certainly see uh, a number of tech entrepreneurs that get really passionate about the uh, the tech and uh, focus perhaps too much in depth there and uh, not enough on what is uh, the problem that this solves. And uh, I'm sure you've come across uh, any number of pictures that uh, perhaps fall into that trap. Yeah, it's very, very easy, particularly for me, Daniel, to get lost in the first sort of three or four minutes in terms of what something's about. But uh, for, for, fortunately, you do need you do need that sort of combination of, you know, you need people to understand the tech and how it works, yeah. either with your own, you know, within your own team or your network of some non-exec and uh, uh, and due diligence providers. But uh, well, no, there's some good businesses out there at the moment. We've already touched on the importance of building a, a long-term relationship for founders with uh, potential investors. And we often say to founders that it's uh, almost as important that they do uh, proper due diligence on who they want as an investment partner as it is for the investor to do due diligence on them. Um, what would you suggest should be the top thing that uh, founders look for when choosing an investment partner? Yeah, I mean, I, th I think you've I think you've answered your own question. I think you know, in 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 terms of um, you know building that relationship, it's it's you know hold periods are, are extending. You know, this this is this isn't just a sort of a convenience for sort of eighteen months. Typically, you know, it's it's much longer. So making making sure that you've got um, you know a good feel for for the house that you are talking to, not just not just the individual who might just be sort of fronting the deal, you know, initially, but you know, get get to meet other people within the team. I think you know that that that's really really important. Uh, and I think the other thing, you know. I mean, people will talk about, oh, we'll just look at our track record. Track record, you know, is important, and and yes, it should be, you know, it should be a feature. But I I think that the sort of the better due diligence um, is is just working out which businesses are part of that existing portfolio, yeah. uh, and, and approach, you know, approach entrepreneurs either ask for, you know, uh, introductions to uh, to people within the portfolio. Uh, or, or do some, you know, some discreet to LinkedIn mm -hmm. approaches yourself. And I think yeah. it's by talking to, you know, you will get a range of views, uh, you know, but but by doing that, you should get a sort of a real sense in terms of what are the, you know, the core competencies, you know, of, of a particular house. So so I think, you know, talking to people, uh, you know, within that portfolio is, mm -hmm. is, is critical because I think through that you get a feel not only of, you know, how quickly someone did the deal, you know, but importantly, what was what was life like on the other side? And, yes. and you know, what, what, what happened when things got difficult for the first mm -hmm. time? Because, you know, the, these, you know, we've got a tendency in the UK, you know, to, to, sort of, to fund things reasonably well. But we certainly don't fund things like they do sort of over in the US. So you know, one one uh, you know one sniffle that turns into a cold can really sort of derail sort of the business plan. Yeah. Um, so you know, maintaining that investor confidence throughout that if it needs more money, 
um, you know, you've, you've got somebody who's supportive there is, is, is critical. Fantastic. Um, we, we've touched on um, the impact of COVID um, to a degree already, and obviously COVID has impacted all businesses in one shape or another. Um, many negative, although we've seen a number of clients, particularly in the e-commerce space, who have uh, really um, found the benefit in the uh, unique market conditions of uh, people are being at home and uh, ordering more online. Um, how would you uh, advise founders to, to best address the impact of um, COVID when they're uh, pitching or pulling together their plans? Yeah, no, I think I say that's that's a good one. I think I think you know the, the, the simple SWOT analysis is always a good is always a good you know a good thing to sort of to uh, you know to have around and to to look how that sort of you know shifting sort of over uh, over a sort of a period of time. Um, you know, like like you, you know, we're 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 seeing you know some really interesting opportunities sort of you know in in the world of sort of e-commerce as everybody sort of shifts more you know to online yeah. shopping, for instance. There's there's uh, more more demand now for that sort of real time customer insight. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know there are there are sort of businesses that are sort of you know I guess sort of pivoting or, or really sort of trying to uh, sort of address that uh, address that sort of area. Yeah. Um, but I think that's um, I think that's the that's the main that's the main thing. You know, people will want to know, uh, you know, what's 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 topical and and how that's potentially yeah. sort of impacts on the business. Be it you know Brexit, be it you know be, be it uh, be it COVID. But yeah. I think I go back to one of the things I sort of said earlier in terms of you know actually when you're talking to management teams, it's always really interesting in terms of is this something they see as being a sort of a temporary blip. Or is it a permanent shift? So I think yeah. you know, just try, just trying to to talk in terms of you know more around the, the macro uh, sort of environment and and how that sort of impacts on you know the addressable market is is important. Yeah, so I think that that's certainly uh, something we've seen in, in this talk of uh, was EBITDA used to be the uh, the typical uh, uh, or your typical metrics evaluation that there's now talk of a uh, EBITDA C so sort of earnings before. Uh, COVID and as much as that's uh, perhaps uh, looking at readjusting for a negative for some businesses that, that people in the e-commerce space I think have to guard against okay you're, you're flying at the moment but can you show that is sustainable and, and can you achieve a, a valuation on that basis yeah M- moving on and looking to the future the, the government is well on record that uh, as we move out of COVID and move into um the post-Brexit world, that they are keen to encourage the uh, startup ecosystem, particularly for uh, new and growing tech businesses. What would be the one thing that you as a venture capital funder would like to see the government do to encourage that goal and encourage that uh, broader ecosystem? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think it's a really exciting time to be, you know, part of the, you know, the the the, uh, the ecosystem at the moment. I think, you know, the, the government have, have actually done, you know, a huge amount, not only in terms of these sort of temporary uh, sort of arrangements, but they, you know, they, they really seem to, as you say, to buy into, um, you know, sort of tech and how sort of tech, you know, if we get it right, can really sort of, you know, try and sort of move the country forward. So I think that's uh, that's great. I think, you know, we probably can't get through a, a sort of a chat like this without talking about levelling up. So so mm. making sure, you know, that they don't forget the regions, I think, is uh, is, is really, really important. 
Um, I think if if I had to sort of, you know, it's, it's a bit like the sort of desert island this, isn't it? Pick pick one thing. If you're asking me yeah. to pick one thing, I think I think I I think I'd just ask for um, greater certainty around sort of the the sort of the tax system. Mm-hmm. So I think you know what we what we sort of see is that you know businesses uh, do you know do grow well. Some some grow very very nicely and they sort of scale up. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe is there a temptation for you know UK businesses to sell out early uh, yes. on the basis that actually you know the, the tax rules might change and and, mm-hmm. and therefore you know let's let's sort of bank the cash now. Um, I think to have a more sort of stable sort of system and a longer term sort of horizon so that people can continue to build their business and maybe start to be acquisitive in terms of sort of buying some some interesting technologies that maybe don't sit within the UK and and, and let's really sort of try and sort of grow and scale up some uh, you know, some tech giants. So I think that if, if that if there was the one thing, I think I'd probably say that just longer term security yeah. um, in, in terms of, sort of entrepreneurs knowing kind of what tax treatment they're going to have mm-hmm. you know, further down the line. Um, but I think there are a load of other initiatives that, you know, really, really, you know, really good. Uh, and I think, you know, it's probably, you know, the, the, the private sector will will respond, uh, yes. you know, in, in, in the best way it can. Fantastic. That's, uh, that's all been really interesting. So uh, thank you for joining us, Will. Um, now, if any uh, businesses watching this uh, webinar would, would like to uh, have a conversation regarding Securing investment, please feel free to contact either myself or uh, Will at Mercia, and our, our details should be at the bottom of the screen now. Yeah, thank you pleasure. once again for joining us. No problem. Cheers.